This is a podcast from Rover. Our next guest is proudly from Wellington. He captained the Rongatai at first 15. Yes. His radio career started in 1968. He has commentated rugby, cycling, boxing, bowls and cricket. He's called over 350 All Blacks tests. He is the best slug in New Zealand. In 2018, he was appointed a member of the New Zealand Order of Merit. He nearly was physically injured when Justin Marshall yelled, Go Bodie in the 2015 <laughs> World Cup final. It is Grant Nisbet. Yeah, yeah Nisbet. to the show. G'day boys, how you doing? Very well, Nisbo, 1968. That is, uh, when was your first call? Do you still remember it, the first uh, time you commentated rugby? Um, well, it would have been on radio, I think, um, and, it, and it might have been in the early 70s. I'm not absolutely sure. We had a rugby commentator in Wellington in those days called Brian Russ, and I think he went away on an all-black tour and left me to it. <laughs> so I did a bit of club rugby um, at Athletic Park, and it was it was a bit daunting in those days too yeah. because you're not only doing the commentary, you're also the ground announcer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, it was horrible. And, and, and I'm a bit of a retiring chap, and I didn't like the idea of people looking at me when I was talking. Yeah, right. I see. So how did that work then? Was that back in the day we, like, I guess now they play music and all that kind of stuff. Did you have to, what did you do there? Well, you basically pushed a button and you went on the PA over the whole of, the whole of Athletic Park. So right. you were you were not only broadcasting to the listeners back at home, but you're also announcing uh, who was coming and who was going over the PA. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a juggle, but we yeah. kind of got there. Did they make you serve the hot dogs as well? <laughs> it seems <laughs> like a multitasking situation there. <laughs> No, it was one of those. It was, I mean, back in those days, uh, there were a lot of people turned up uh, to watch club rugby. I mean, there were mm. probably two or 3,000 people in the place, and you, I was pretty embarrassed by the whole thing, but I think I, I, think I got through it. Yeah, and now, now you've reached a day, Nisbo, where Ireland are looking at a series win on New Zealand soil. If they can mm. win this third test, did you ever think you'd see the day? Well, not really. Um, no, you kind of think that the you kind of think that the All Blacks are going to win every time they turn up, but it it's not the case. And I was just looking back at the last time we lost two in a row at home, and it was way back in 1998, believe it or not. Um, we had a horrible year. We lost five five Test matches that year, but we lost to to the Springboks in Wellington one week, and then Australia and Christchurch the next week. Uh, the only instances since then of losing two in a row have been away from home. So. Um, you know, it's 24 years since that's happened, and it potentially could have happened, of course, in 2017 with the Lions, but that was a draw. Mm. So it's, um, you know, Ireland have come a long way. There's no doubt about that. They've, as we know, they've beaten us uh, four times in the last few years, and they are a very good team. And, and you know, they're a, they're a real starter's chance in this game. Yeah. So if you were to predict, I know you're not supposed to as a as a commentator, stay very neutral, but. You know, it seems like the momentum is with the Irish and some serious questions over the All Blacks. So how are you feeling about this Test match? Oh, a little bit nervous. I, I've, I've got great faith in the All Blacks. I've seen them in these positions many, many times before, and they've always come through. They've always fa- found a way to do it. And I'm thinking they're probably going to do the same thing. But, you know, you can't underestimate the Irish. I felt after Eden Park that um, the score kind of flattered the All Blacks. I mean, it was 42-19. That sounds like a horrendous hiding. Yeah. But you take out the four tries they scored in a quarter of the game, and it was pretty even. And then, of course, they went down there to Dunedin, and various things happened. There were mm. cards everywhere and all the rest of it. But at the end of the day, Ireland deserved to win. So you cannot underestimate these blokes. They're battle-hardened. They play well um, offshore as well as uh, at home. And uh, I think it'll be a great contest. 
So Nisbo, uh, we just didn't want to do sort of any normal interview with you because you're one of the greats uh, on the broadcasting uh, circuit and we, we've done some deep diving and I hope you don't mind us uh, asking some questions uh, to sort of, I don't know, maybe uh, yeah, lay to bed some, some myths or some, some truths about your commentating that we've heard over oh the years. Oh boy, what's coming now? <laughs> so we've, we've heard a, I've heard a rumour that the team that you want to win on the team sheet that's on the left-hand side. Is that is that true? Yeah, that is absolutely <laughs> true. Wow. Uh, wow. So the All Blacks are always the All Blacks are always on the left. Yeah. Um, Wellington is always on the left. Yes. I don't I don't feel quite as passionate about Super Rugby as um, I don't think it's got quite the tribalism right. that provincial rugby has or international rugby. So Agreed. I don't always have the Hurricanes on the left, but most times. Yeah, great. When did that start? Way back, yeah. way back. <laughs> I always sit on the left-hand side of the commentary box too, but that's just that's just me. I love that. I love that. And also well, another... Well, we drive on the left-hand side of the road, don't we? Well, so, it makes I mean, sense. It's... Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> We've also heard another rumour yeah. that perhaps when you were overseas, Nisbo, you ended up in a hotel needing to get a key, Starkers, at a hotel. Yeah. Um, is this true? This is true, and I can let you in a little secret. It's actually happened twice. It happened once in Sydney. <laughs> it happened once in Sydney, and uh, I went over there, believe it or not, and I stood on the sideline and did some comments. It was in my final days at TVNZ. I did some final, some comments on the sideline for a Warriors match at Manly, and we went back and we had a few beers, as you do, and uh, I remember stumbling up to my hotel about room uh, about uh, 25 floors up, uh, next thing I got up in the middle of the night, as you do again, yep. and um, a little bit disoriented, I found myself in the corridor with nothing on at all. Um, <laughs> but the good news is the Sydney Morning Herald had arrived, so I was able to wrap that round. <laughs> <laughs> however, <laughs> however, a couple of years later in Christchurch, I didn't have the same luck. Oh, um, no. Oh, I did, yes, and I found myself uh, down at uh, <laughs> down a reception at around about three in the morning. I'd hate to see what the CTV cameras revealed. <laughs> yeah, I know it's terrible, isn't it? Oh, it no, is terrible. Yeah. But you can't. I mean, one thing you can't do in a hotel is bang on the on your next door neighbour's room because you don't know who they are. Exactly. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I I've had the same situation in Wellington actually yeah. when I was uh, working for the Rock. Had a big night. Down yeah. there, and yeah, it is a, a terrible moment when you hear that click of your door, and then all oh, of a sudden yes. you sober up, don't yeah. you? You're like, oh yes, no, you do. big time. Yeah. I, I once heard, um, I once heard the great English cricket commentator Henry Blofeld tell that same story, mm. and I thought he was just making it up. I thought that can't happen, no. but it can happen. I'll tell you, boys, it can happen <laughs> overseas or at home. So you want to, if you're going to yep. do it, if you're going to do it, then you want to do it on the Sunday morning when uh, the weekend papers, because obviously they've got those yeah. pull-out sections. <laughs> so you can have more yeah. coverage. Okay. Um, yes, correct. Um, and Nick brought up the name earlier, a yes. great Tawa College man, and Murray Mixstead. Um, mm. Haven't heard from Mix for a long time, but he used to be one of my favourite commentators. So do you stay in touch with Murray Mixstead, and who are your other kind of favourite co-commentators throughout the years? 
Oh, look, I've been really lucky. Um, a mix of fantastic woke. And yes, I do keep in touch with Mex. And uh, I think he's living up Tauranga way these days or at the Mount. Mm. Um, but he was such a passionate commentator. I, I, I don't think I've ever met a guy who's more passionate about the game than Mex. Um, mm. He was fantastic. Uh, and I guess I've done more test matches with Mex, or maybe now Justin, I'm not sure. But yeah. over the years, John Drake, uh, Grant Fox... Yep. Um, they're the rugby guys, and um, I was lucky enough at the 1996 Cricket World Cup to spend a bit of time in the commentary box with uh, the likes of Richie Benno and uh, Ian Chappell and Tony Gregg and a few of those guys. And, of course, there's the ever-present uh, Smithy. Smithy's been around for both rugby and cricket, so I've been really lucky. Yeah. yeah, It's great, great company. It's great company indeed. And, obviously, um, as we've sort of chatted about before, been doing this a long time, pre-cell phones, that kind of thing. When you're touring and away from the family and, and quite often long tours, we've heard a nasty rumour that you may have communicated to your family and, and some of the broadcasts. Is that... Is that a, like by slipping in some of the some words uh, throughout the the commentary to tell them that you're thinking of them or or that you're communicating with them? Is that is that a true story? Yeah, that is a true story. When the, when the, well, I've got two daughters, and when the when Brooke and Kirsty were growing up, yeah, I'd be away for long periods of time, two or three months at a time, and uh, and so they quite often uh, cheekily say, "Dad, if you mention the word pineapple or something similar, right. we'll know that you're thinking of it." And oh. so. Um, I had to find a way, and it's not always easy in a game of rugby, and, and you do start to panic with only 10 minutes to go, and you think, I haven't used it yet. How do I get this in? What? But there's always a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. What was the word? What, what was, can you remember some of the, oh, the communications? Look, I'm, I'm, yeah, I can't think. I think apples might have been one. Apples. Um, yeah, I can't honestly remember now. Amazing. That's so so good. Do you, are you a stats guy, Nisbo? Do you, are you like, well, this is my... Th- 390 off, yeah. you know, All Blacks test this week or do you have people keeping stats for you or do you keep notebooks lying around the house in your garage or something or do you keep memorabilia? Yeah, look, I've got one B5 exercise books full of every single test match that I've seen. So wow. it's easy to go back and reference something that might have happened. Like, as I mentioned before, the, the instance of New Zealand losing two at home in a row, uh, I just went back through and had a quick look through and there it was. So wow. it's easy reference for me. Um, I don't write it down just to keep the number of test matches. The only reason I know that now is that uh, people have asked me. So I decided to go back and have a little, uh, have a little tot up and just see how many I've actually done. So, um, but it's just, it's just good reference point really. Mm, yeah. So are you calling the game this weekend? How's it working yep. at Sky these days? Yeah. Yep, yep. No, I'll be there. I'll be yes. there along with uh, Smithy and uh, and Justin. So uh, awesome. looking forward to it. It's, it's probably the most meaningful test match um, we've had at home for quite some time. Yeah, since that third test against the Lions, we don't want to draw, no. Nisbo. We don't want a refereeing clangor to decide yeah. the series, do we? Please don't put your... No, your no we don't want the referees making up laws on the hoof. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they've subsequently agreed that they got it wrong, but that doesn't really change no. the, the... You know, you want to get it right on the night, don't you? No, yeah, oh, absolutely. Right. So you have to count the number of players on the field for them and let the referees know just how many yeah. should be out there? <laughs> oh, boy, it's getting tough for these reds and these yellows oh. and all the rest of it. It's pretty hard to keep up. A bit of a debacle in, in Dunedin last week. It's a different code, Nisbo, but I'm not sure if you saw State of Origin last night. I just wanted to play you some of the audio of their final try. We're talking about how we hope the result's going to be. Yeah. It would be great if it's an ending like this. I also want to get your thoughts on what you make of Jonathan Thurston and just how partial he is during this commentary so I'll just, I'll just, I'll just play it to you now now Cleary oh, oh it's 
been pitched by Ben Hunt. Go, Dozer! Hunt racing away upfield. Go! Ben Hunt, he goes go! for the corner. Go! Ben Hunt wins the origin for Queensland. <laughs> what a moment in origin history. So, yeah, what do you make of that? Nice and impartial? <laughs> Oh, look, we can't, um, you know, uh, what, what's the old saying? Uh, the, those in glass houses can't um, cast stones. Yeah. But I remember in the 2015 World Cup final when, when Bowden Barrett was chasing <laughs> that kick down from uh, Ben Smith, Justin and I were giving it plenty, mainly Justin, of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it was a very similar situation. It's good to hear a bit of passion. You've got to yeah. be careful with, um, you know, you, you, you are reaching a worldwide audience, so you've got to be a little bit impartial, but... I do enjoy the passion. Yeah, and Thurston is part of the Maroons coaching yeah. staff, yeah. and they've got him in the commentary as well. I'd be like, yeah. it's, it's a bit strange, but great to hear that the A-team yes. is on this weekend. Smithy, good. you know, Nisbo, Justin yeah. Marshall, that's the, the A-team in commentary as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely, and also, yeah, keep that team sheet on the left-hand side. Don't put them on top of each other for the draw. No. <laughs> yeah. For Ian Foster's sake, you need the All Blacks on the left. Yeah. Yes, and so does he. Yes, <laughs> he certainly does. Grant so. Nisbet, enjoy the call in Wellington. I'm sure it'll be a beautiful night and go the All Blacks. Good on you, boys. Cheers. Thank you very much, Grant Nisbet. Oh, uh, great man. Legend, man. That's that's uh, uh, Out of all the interviews we've done, I think that was the one that's like, oh my gosh, this is the goat. This is the goat of broadcasting. Yeah. And that's why I was wanting to do a joke in the middle of interview but I felt like it wasn't appropriate because he is the goat because you know when he was outside of his um, uh, hotel room naked I was just yeah. wondering has he got like a little moustache slug downstairs <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a Nisbo. Nisbo like transplanted <laughs> yeah. but down there I don't want to think oh you're giving me giving me visuals I don't necessarily want that would look so strange there's a massive gap between <laughs> your belly bit and the slug <laughs> I'm glad you didn't ask him because we asked him enough awkward stuff (laughs) anyway.